0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another edition of 100 Yards Football Sports Talk Radio. I'm your host and producer, Logan Landers. And joining me to talk about some NFL game preview action between the Atlanta Falcons
0: and the Chicago Bears. As always, Mr. Football, Vincent Turner, how are you doing this afternoon, Vincent? How you doing today, Mr. Logan Landers? With the end of the year, man, and a lot of great football is gonna come up. We got yes, the playoffs, sir. and then we got the college football playoffs. Yes,
1: sir. You're not getting a lot of great football coming with just a few days left in 2023, and uh, we're here to dissect and talk about as much of it as we can. We're talking about the Falcons and the Bears in Week 17. We want to hear from you, though, our fans in the comments. Who's gonna win this game? Do you have taking Atlanta or Chicago? Also go final score if you feel like you need to as well. Check us out on Facebook and YouTube, our main hubs for content. Also you can check us out on the Believe Podcast Network, any major podcast streaming platform there, like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, iHeartRadio, wherever it is you enjoy listening to your shows, you can find us over there each and every single week. Well, Vincent, let's get right into it. Let's talk about the Falcons coming into this game at 7-8 and eight on the season, and they came off of a big win last week against the Indianapolis Colts, a game that they needed if they wanted any chance of staying in that playoff hunt and potentially winning the NFC South. Let's talk about what happened last week and how they can improve on it this week against the Chicago Bears. Taylor Heineke uh he is not played in quite some time we know he played a little earlier this year did not the best job but he did a really fine job i think against the colts this past week uh 23 33 passing for him 229 yards he's got one touchdown in that game as well most importantly events he kept the ball clean he didn't get any interceptions he was only sacked one time credit to the the offensive line for opening out there he did fumble it but he did recover it so Uh, You can put a little asterisk next to that that one because that's what really has been the the Falcons' Achilles heel this year is just the amount of turnovers uh, that we've seen from, in particular, Desmond Ritter, but just kind of the team in general, and it was nice to see them play a well-balanced game. And they were rolled on all, all fronts there. The running game finally got back to what it had been doing earlier in the season. John Robinson, 12 carries for 72 yards. And also Tyler Algier, his backup, as well as Cordell Patterson, got in with seven carries. All in all, they combined 30 carries on the night, 177 yards and a touchdown. Great work there from the rushing core. Out in the receiving end, but John Robinson also did it out there as well. Seven catches led the team. Kyle Pitts behind him, he had three. Drake London had three grabs as well. Mike Pitts' touchdown, forgot to mention, was a t- uh, catches was a touchdown that definitely helped out. Spread the ball all over to a lot of guys. A lot of guys got touches in that game, and like I said, the Falcons' offense was one, some of the best that we've seen pretty much the entire season, Vincent. It was nice to see that Falcons' offense start to kind of click a little bit. Uh, Especially late into the season, we need all the wins and all of the, you know, just the team chemistry to come together. On defense, they got it done. They did a great job. Six sacks, which I don't remember the last time the Falcons got six sacks in a game, let alone a season. Uh, So that was nice to see Zach Harrison pitched in. He had two, he had a bunch of guys get one like Cade Nellis, Richie Grant, Claes Campbell got a sack and a half. I mean, it was just they were blitzing Gardner Minshew and getting to him and they were rolling. They looked really good. I thought all in all, obviously, uh, Jesse Bates got that interception as well, continuing his tremendous season. Um, Honestly, Vincent, I I think this is probably the most complete game we've seen the Falcons play. Uh, And it was nice to see them kind of gelling finally and everything, you know, firing on all cylinders against the Colts this past week. Now, How do you think that they can uh, match up against Chicago this upcoming weekend?
0: I think obviously they're going to be a heavy favorite in this football game. I think coming back from last week, as we said last Sunday, you just mentioned a great comment is that clearly there was the best game they've had as a team all year. Very balanced on both sides of the ball. I see them beating the Bears long as they do what they did this past week. One, they ran the football. They had. But I think close to 160 yards rushing, I'm not really for sure. Yeah. They had 406 yards total offense. You mentioned the player, Tyler, Tyler Haneke. He played flawless. Then turn the ball over, 229 yards pass. And B. John Robinson production, 12 carries for so 72 yards, as you mentioned. Um, the defense, Zach Harrison, the rookie out of Ohio State, had two sacks. Jesse Bates continued his Pro Bowl, I would say, nomination. We need to go and give it to him now. Yeah with his six interceptions over the year. Um, the thing that I'm really upset about, and I'm really ashamed that clearly after the performance last week, the Falcons beat a, beat a playoff team in Indianapolis. Right. That's what a lot of people don't really understand about this game. Last Sunday, God Mitchell was playing at a high level and it was very impressive. And it showed you that what the Falcons should be in all throughout this season. Last week, the loss to Carolina, we were saying that might have cost Arthur Smith his job. With this win right here with Indianapolis, is put him right back. I say fifty. I would say 70-30, him keeping his job. You beat the Bears, you're still in the playoff mix. Uh, Tampa Bay has to, what, lose, has to lose both of their games for the Falcons and the Saints at the end of the year and play for that final playoff spot. But the thing that I think people really... I've been hard on Arthur Smith. I think Arthur Smith has not lost the team. That was what I liked about what I saw last Sunday. The Falcons came out and played again, as I'm saying, against a playoff team and played at a high level. I think about their season, I think about Arthur Smith. That's why the National Football League, college football, and high school football, when you're judging your quarterback and you're grading your quarterback you better hope that he's your man that can take you to the next level quarterbacks nowadays they can either cost you your job or they can make you a hero dadson rid on the year i didn't know this he had 10 interceptions on year, 11 fumbles Mm -hmm. and he's only got 10 touchdown passes i think if i'm not recollect he's like number one or two leading the league in turnovers and I hate it because I was behind Arthur Smith. I thought Desha Riddle would be that type of guy under the sun that can play like Tyler Haneke played last week. But you know, at this level in the National Football League, this game as a quarterback, is all about the confidence. Look what happened on last Monday night, San Francisco and Baltimore. We were singing the praises of Brock Purdy. But Brock Purdy got rallied in that football game, and you saw what happened to him. He threw four interceptions in the first half game over the quarterback position is very important and you got to be able to play at a high level I'm just hoping in the last two weeks that the Falcons are able to close out the season and I think with another quarterback under the center regardless of what the Falcons do if they improve that position I think we're looking at a high level playoff team but if Arthur Blank decides to go another direction with Arthur Smith with another coaching regime, we're going to start over again.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But right now, that's what I'm worried about. What are the Falcons are going to do? You close out the season, win both your football games. Hopefully, you can back into the playoffs. But if not, the decision I think we need to look at is what Arthur Blank is going to do. And hopefully, he don't listen to the fan base. Hopefully, he don't listen to nobody else. But listen and look at the primary part here. The primary part, why the Atlanta Falcons are not going to be in the playoffs and why they're in this position is simply, Logan, it's the quarterback that's not played well, and he's cost them. And I hate that for Dash and Riddle, but that's what we're looking at because what you saw last Sunday was the most talented team in the NFC South. There was no question about it.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, mean, I thought the Falcons looked great on – obviously, we know their defense has been kind of the star of the show this year. Uh, And the offense is kind of taking a back seat, but it was nice to see, you know, the offense finally got some shine again after kind of weeks of hiding, I could say, uh, and just not getting much going, not getting a whole lot of yards, not getting a whole lot of points. Uh, It's nice to see them start to click again. But let's flip our focus now, Vincent, over to Chicago. Talk about the Bears, what they've been doing. Um, Started off the year kind of on a disappointing note, but here recently they've been on a little bit of a hot streak. 6-9 6 and 9 on the season currently. They beat the Arizona Cardinals last week 27-16 final score in that one. Uh Justin Fields had a, you know, I would say a solid a solid day on passing. 15 to 27, 170, one touchdown, one INT though for him. Uh but I think the big show though, for for Chicago that really kind of caught me off guard was the running game. It was tremendous. Khalil Herbert had, you know, the best game of his Season 20 carries for 112 yards, uh, one touchdown for him. Fields is also getting it done with his legs, nearly got 100 yards there, scored with his feet. And all in all, Vincent, they ran the ball close to 40 times for 250 yards, uh, and that's something we haven't really seen from Chicago this year. I mean, Justin Fields is still their leading rusher, even though uh, Herbert had that good game last week. Uh, Herbert's still their leading rusher by over 100. Um, or excuse me, Fields is their, still their leading rusher from over 100. Um, And that's, you know, usually that can be a little tough to get their offense flowing, but hopefully, you know, they're thinking that Khalil Herbert can have another solid day and really kind of just help out their offense. Also doing some good work, of course, as we know, on the receiving end, Cole Komet, um, who they gave, you know, a lot of money to this offseason, four grabs for him only, but he made them count, though, 107 yards. was just absolutely doing a great job out there this past week. DJ Moore, three catches, he was in... Uh, Him and Rashawn Johnson, each of those guys had three helping out. But, once again, the the defense in Chicago was really putting in some good work. Uh, Two sacks on the day for them, and they were getting led. They were just not really having Arizona get a whole lot of offensive production. Kyler Gordon had a great night. Jaquan Brisker, TJ Edwards, just to name a few. Um, And and I think that Chicago, you know, people kind of wrote them off early in the year because they were disappointing. They came out. Uh, to that kind of lackluster start we'll say dropping a few in a row um, but you know in their last uh, you know their last five ball games Vincent they're three and two and uh, what better way to get hot what better time to get hot at the end of the season might be a little bit too late for them uh, but you would think from a morale standpoint uh, and especially for Justin Fields who's received a lot of flack for his play and, and whatnot in Chicago you know it's got to feel good for them give your thoughts on the Bears coming into this game
0: well, I think when we look at Chicago, what's amazing to me, you look at the the franchise history and all the great players that's played there, Peyton, Singletary, the Super Bowl of 85, our um, organization here in the last few years, look like they don't know what they're doing. <laughs> because at the end of the day, Logan, you're going to tell me you're looking to trade Justin Fields. Whereas Justin Fields has shown you, if you're able to get pieces around him, You get a decent offensive line. This is what the Bears can be. And then you get a great pass rusher, local guy out of Atlanta area by way of Stone Mountain, Georgia, Montez Sweat. Uh, And he's made a big-time, I would say, positive attitude on their defense. But then you go back, and I keep thinking about the Bears. You said he 3-2 and in the last five games. He got a win over Detroit. And then I'm thinking about this. You got Justin Fields, who, if you decide to move him, I don't think he's going to wait long for a team to bring him in and be their starter. But you're thinking about bringing Kayla Williams. I don't think that's a good move. I think you keep Justin Fields. I think you get all you can can for Kayla Williams. And you draft Morris Harrison, Jr. You drafting one of these top offensive tackles to help your offensive line. And then you got pieces around Justin Fields. You got D.J. Moore. You got Marvin Harrison, Jr. Looking pretty good now, right? The tight, good. End, the tight end called, what's it called, Cole commit yep. Cold commit All of a sudden, the Bears, I don't think of far being a, one of the teams that can challenge in the NFC North and challenge the Detroit Lions. Just kind of unusual what the Bears organization is doing. But I'm going to say this. They're going to be a tough out for the Falcons on Sunday. The Falcons got to go up there and take care of their business. But please, Atlanta. You still got a lot to play for, but this is Chicago Bears team that can beat you in that windy, windy weather up there in the Windy City of Chicago.
1: Yes, sir. All right, Vincent, I think it's time for our final predictions, our final scores here. Uh, for me, I think this will be a close game, but I think ultimately it's going to be a good one for the Falcons fans. Uh, final score for me in this one, I'll go 24-17. to 17. Uh, What about you? What's your final score in this game on Sunday?
0: Well, I'm going to say the Falcons are a better team, but the Bears had a better quarterback. But I'm going to say this. Arthur Smith, you're from the 901, my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. Man, I've been with you all season long, regardless of what has happened. But, man, y'all got to win the football game on Sunday. Because if you lose this football game, that means that, unfortunately, you might end up with a losing record. And I don't see you coming back as the head coach of the Atlanta Falcons next year. So, I'm taking the Falcons, as you said, Mr. Landis, in a close one,
1: 24-21. All right. Well, you guys have heard it here first. We want to hear your comments, your final thoughts, your predictions on Facebook and YouTube. Once again, we appreciate all of y'all for checking out this video. And also go and download our podcast, Hundred Arts of Football, Sports Talk Radio, on any major podcast room platform you can think of, thanks to our friends at the Believe Podcast Network. Well, as always, Mr. Football, Vincent Turner. I've been your host and producer, Logan Landers. Enjoy the rest of your nights, everyone, and we'll talk to you all again on another live
0: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.